0: Alan or Sarah, can you um, make me a co-host please?
1: I don't think I can, because I'm only in here as me. Yeah,
0: I, Who's, maybe it's, I guess it's I Alan. I don't know who
1: the current host is, do you? Is it
0: Alan? It's gotta be Alan then.
1: Okay, I yeah, I just joined as me and I, I see since since Catfish is there, it must mean that it's my Gmail account too. Okay.
2: Here, I'll shoot him an email.
3: Christy, I'm going to get out, sign into Zoom as me. I don't know what, I, like when I go to Zoom, I'm not signed in. So I'm going to get out of here, signed in as me. Why don't you get out, make sure you're signed in as you, and then we can get back in. So, So you're
1: not recording it right now? Yeah, it is being recorded. I see the little recording thing going on.
3: I don't know, Christy, I think both of us should leave, make sure we're signed in as each other in Zoom and then get back in. Over and out.
1: See y'all in a minute. So Mr.
4: Norris, you're here, Ren is here, Andy is here. Mr. Peterson, I see that you are here. That's good. Um, I heard something about Andy and Christy leaving and coming back in.
1: Alan and Christy, but Alan's now back as Alan.
4: Uh, There is Alan. What were you before if you weren't Alan? Never mind. Don't answer that.
3: (laughs) I have I have access to Christy's uh, account in case I because with just the normal zoom account you're limited to three people and 40 minutes. And so Uh I use hers in case there are more than three and we go longer than 40. Gotcha. Okay.
5: 20 minute limit tonight.
4: Total zoom (laughs) venue meeting. Um, The way that works Uh, The petitioner and commissioners and staff will all be on zoom Um, there is a call in feature uh, that is also available without video so that um, the public may call in. Um, But we have no personal appearances this evening, I would ask that those that are participating uh, this evening on zoom use their mute buttons when appropriate so as to kind of avoid background noises. And in the event of a question or a concern, please raise your hand. There is the raise your hand feature for those that are familiar with the Zoom application. But when in doubt, just raise your hand and Sarah or Christy or Alan or somebody will see it and we'll recognize you. Um, I'd also ask that, but if you're on mute, it's kind of a mute point, but cell phones be silenced. Having said that and concluding the housekeeping matters, I would like to call to order the June 2nd meeting of the Routt County Planning Commission, sir, if you would be so kind as to call the roll, I'd appreciate that.
1: Sure. Okay, Steve Warnke. Yes. Brian Kelly. Present. Andrew Benjamin. Here. Bill Norris. Here. Greg Yeager. Linda Miller. Mm -hmm. Jim DeFrancia. Here. Paul Weiss. Ren Martin. Here. And Linda Miller.
4: Uh, Linda Miller just showed up. Hi Linda. We have a quorum for the record. Um, I'd like to move forward. First order of business is public comment. If there's anyone who wishes to address the commissioners on anything Other than the petition this evening, now would be the time to do so. Um, Unless my screen is inaccurate, I don't see anyone else. So moving forward, uh, we'll take the next item, which is items for consideration. Mr. Peterson, I see that you're here and just a little bit of a heads up, the way this kind of works, I'm gonna ask you for just a brief uh, description of the petition that you have before us. Um, I think we pretty much have a good idea, but it's always nice to hear from the petitioner. Once you've concluded, I'll turn it over to staff for comments. And subsequent to that, um, the commissioners will raise questions uh, when applicable and discuss your petition and go on from there. Okay. So having said that, uh, Mr. Peterson, this is activity PL two zero two two zero zero one nine. It's a zone change from agriculture forestry to medium density. We'd love to hear your comments, sir.
6: Well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to uh, to talk to the commission. Uh, my name is Todd Peterson. I am owner of the property that uh, that is being discussed, 100 Huckleberry Lane. Uh, I am owner with my wife, Catherine. Um, we have uh, been owners of this property for, oh wow, with COVID, I seem to forget my years. Um, <laughs> I think we're gonna be going on two years here in a couple of days. Um, We're looking for a zone change, uh, going from ag forestry to mid-density residential. Um, First of all, I'd I'd like to apologize for the commission for my last minute um, application change last month. Uh, We originally were going for um, uh, low density residential and I will explain why that change occurred and Um, I appreciate Alan's uh, support throughout this whole process. Um, I just felt that a last minute change was better to hopefully get it right than figuring out how to write it at a later date. Um, We're trying to put in a secondary unit into our property. We have no current plans on actually putting in a secondary unit. This is something that we are trying to plan for for the future. Um, I would say that there are two primary components to our reasoning and putting this in. Uh, The initial one was associated with my mother and my wife's father. Um, They are both aging, um, not necessarily well. My wife's father has leukemia. Um, He has done a great job in battling it for the last 10 years um, and is currently healthy. My wife's or my mother um, has a husband, not my father, um, who has health issues. And so we are very concerned in regards to neither one of those people, by the way, live in Steamboat Springs. And we do not want to leave Steamboat Springs. So if we run into a situation where um, we need to assist in taking care of our parents, we need to be in a position to move them here. And um, currently our zoning as ag forestry has uh, setbacks. Um, Alan, please correct me if I'm incorrect on this, but um, the front and the back setbacks are not an issue. It's our side setbacks and ag forestry, I believe is 50 feet on the side, which really limits um, what I can do with my property. It is a very long. Um, trying to figure out if you if you're running, you know, parallel with Huckleberry Lane, it runs longer with Huckleberry Lane and not as deep. It's about seven tenths of an acre, which is a pretty good size lot and comparable to several of the other larger lots in our vicinity um, that have been zoned either. Um, you know, historically low density, mid density, or most recently that general residential um, that are the six lots that are being built right behind us that I think are anywhere from about 0.6 to 0.9 acres. Um, They all have the option of of putting in secondary units. Although I have the secondary unit option as well, I'm not gonna be able to fit it in very easily with my current setbacks. So we're looking to get rezoned based upon how all the other properties are being zoned. Um, originally we applied for LDR for low density. And at the last minute I looked at um, uh, I was really focused on side setbacks and front and rear setbacks, not on the minimum square footage requirement associated with uh, with platting if we if we needed to or wanted to replat um, a specific portion of our property. And, and the rationale is is that if you look at this zone map right here, our preference would be to put in a secondary on the north side of the property, which from our house to that property line is actually pretty thin. Um, We already have a, I won't call it a driveway. Um, It was there before we moved in, it's got a culvert. Um, You can't really see it in there, but there is already a, a, um, uh, call it a roadway that comes into that section of the property. And my understanding is, is that Route County Road and Bridge will not allow uh, two driveways per uh, you know single plot um, and if that weren't an ex- exception item it would give us the op- opportunity to um, potentially replat that specific so that we could get a second secondary unit in there um, and then utilize a driveway Currently, we that our driveway if we were to have to do that it would we'd have to take in take down two um, 75 to 100 foot conifer trees that are right in our front yard which I really would prefer not to do. And of anything that my neighbors have disputed, it has been that, please don't take down the trees. Um, So that's what we're trying to get accomplished. Uh, The second part of it is is associated with my kids. Um, As as we all know, property values and Steamboat have gone through the roof in the last year or two. And and I fear that my kids will never be able to live in Steamboat. Um, I have a, a 17, almost 17 and almost 14 year old daughter uh, they are, uh, they born and raised in steamboat they Um, one of them's, uh, going into her senior year. The other one's going into her freshman year. And and I just look down the road, um, you know, five, 10, 15 years, and don't see an opportunity for my children to ever be able to live in steamboat Springs. They won't be able to afford it. Um, and this gives me an opportunity to help them out, kind of do some estate planning, uh, get into a position that if we needed to, uh, subdivide a piece of property, um, and, and call it, put it through an estate process that, that gives us opportunities. So um, those are really the reasons um, why I haven't gone through, call it a drawing process. Prior to this property, we owned a, um, we owned a property in downtown Steamboat and we went through a, um, an adjustment process. Uh, I spent almost $10,000 on uh, architect's fees and survey fees and all those different types of things um and it's just an exorbitant amount of money to figure out what your options are and we kind of looked at it as let's let's pay a smaller fee get our adjustments uh and then and then honestly I don't plan on doing it anytime any time in the near future because uh, first of all you can't get a hold of an architect who's got any time in the next year or two to do any planning for you um and if you do you're going to pay an extra fee for it so um, it's kind of a combination of all those things. Let's uh let's just take this opportunity to get rezoned. Um, look at it from we're gonna have the same opportunity as all the properties that surround us. And um, and then we'll we'll spend money down the road to figure out you know what we can put
2: where. That's a conclusion Thank you, Mr. Peterson. I appreciate your comments. Um Alan, you want to go forward? Carry on.
3: Yeah, so this is a request to rezone from ag forestry to medium density residential as so uh, I'm going to turn the zoning layer back on so all of this area to the west and the south is the city of steamboat springs, this is fish creek falls right here huckleberry lane. Uh, this is the Fox Grove subdivision that was approved in 2018, I want to say, something around there. <laughs> um, this zoning map is is in error. This right here is the property outlined in blue. It is actually zoned agriculture forestry. So uh, this map is in error. And... Uh, as I said, the request is to rezone it to medium density residential, you can see the surrounding zoning the prop the, the zoning of the property surrounding it low density residential to the west medium density residential to the north and general residential to the east. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so the Medium density zone district has a minimum lot area of 6,000 square feet. It's got a minimum lot frontage of 50 feet. Uh, Setbacks are 15 feet on the front and the rear, 10 feet on the sides. And it must be served by a central sewage disposal system and a central water system, which this property is served by. The Steamboat Springs Area Community Plan has this area designated as neighborhood residential low with the primary uses ranging from uh, <coughs> single family to small scale attached residential and the city of Steamboat Springs was provided comments saying that they had no comments and uh, through staffs evaluation of this application against the dimensional standards, the standards for zoning amendments, and then um, other master plan and Steamboat Springs area community plan policies. We determined that the request was in compliance with all of those regulations and policies. And um, we, I did receive two emails of support from neighbors in the area. Those are the only comments that were received from neighbors and there were no uh, comments not supporting this application. So uh, we feel it's a pretty straightforward application and is in compliance with, with everything. Uh.
4: And I would concur with your comments. I have, I guess this is kind of a technical question. Mr. Peterson at the onset talked about um, an SDU. So you don't need to subdivide? No, you wouldn't need to subdivide to put an SDU in. Am I thinking correctly?
3: Uh, He he would not, no. Um, Okay but he did mention the, so the current setbacks in the AF zone district are 50 feet and uh, those with the current house there and those 50 foot setbacks, it would probably get pretty tight in trying to to fit everything in. Mr. Pearson was quite clear about that. So yeah, that makes sense to me. Commissioners, uh, questions for either the petitioner or staff? And just to just to expound on that a little bit, the north property line is only 117 feet wide. So you take in those 50 foot setbacks and you're left with a 17 foot building envelope on the north side. The south property line is 60 feet. So uh, with those AF setbacks, you really are constricting further development of a lot without without obtaining a variance. Sure. Makes
1: sense. Alan yeah would you remind me what if with the change to medium density what will the setback be
3: uh 15 feet on the front in the rear and so we would consider this the front this the rear and then 10 feet on the sides okay thank you any
7: other questions commissioners Alan utilities are in the road Water, sewer, electric? Uh,
3: I I would assume so. I don't know exactly where they are, but this entire area is served by city water and sewer and then all of the, the utilities.
7: Todd, do you know if utilities are there in the road in front?
6: Um, they are. Uh, I, I don't know if they're under the road. I know the sewer is just because they recently marked it. Um, I'm not hundred percent certain where the water is.
7: This is not one I've, I know enough to be dangerous, but there were some pressure challenges possibly to the North of you. Um, is that, does, is, does your property fall within that challenged area for, for well, water? I,
6: Ren, I, I don't have any um, individual statistics on what our property is. Um, when we purchased it, there's actually a um, an additional pump in our basement to pressurize the water lines, but it is not currently active. Um, I have not activated it. I would say that our pressure is reasonable. Um, I don't have any problems with, you know, running sprinklers around my property or you know, filling pots of water in my kitchen, so to speak. Um, But I do know what you're referencing to. And I do believe that we're pretty close to that threshold. Um, I would say that in other properties that I've owned, specifically the one downtown, our current pressure is not as strong as it was downtown, but we're probably 800 feet higher than we were downtown as well. Um, So that would make a material difference, but we haven't um, activated this pump because we've been satisfied with the pressures that we've got right now.
3: And so I I can, I can add a little bit more to it. Yeah. It's, it's mainly like the, the homes and alpine acres. And then in this area as well, there are some lots, I think it's these lots up here that are in grouse run or grouse ridge subdivision that cannot be are platted but can't be developed until the high pressure system is extended to this area as part of the development of this fox grove subdivision they did run the high pressure line from uh, boulder ridge along fish creek falls and then all the way to the northern property line (laughs) right here in order to provide the connection to the high pressure system through utility easements and um, CDC has drawings and preliminary designs for what it would take to connect this area to the to the high pressure system. But obviously, the question is who's going to pay for it? Where's the where are those lines going to run? And and those sorts of things. So uh, the the infrastructure or it, it's ready to be connected. It just has not been yet. Anyone
2: else have a question or concern or issue?
4: Um, I've noticed that the issues for discussion just are one which uh, basically asks the question, do we think that this request is consistent or the zone change is consistent with zoning regulations and compliance. Um, is there anyone that has a concern that it is not
8: in compliance? Quite the reverse, Steve. I think it's uh, it's been stated quite clearly by staff that it meets every condition of the zone district, the master plans, the dimensional standards. Uh, it's commensurate with uh, the Geological, physiological and other environmental conditions of the surrounding properties uh, has utilities in place seems like self-evident that it's absolutely appropriate for this change. I would totally
4: concur, but I have the obligation to ask the question. (laughs) Uh, Anyone else have any comments? And probably uh, if none, I'd entertain a motion.
8: I'll move that uh, we approve activity PL 2022 0019. Zone change request from agricultural forestry to medium density residential. With findings of? With findings of fact as uh, presented by the staff.
4: Might there
8: be a second? Second.
4: Second. Thank you, Brian. Any discussion on the motion? Hearing none, all those in favor of approving PL 202-20019? In the motion presented by Commissioner DeFrancio, please signify by saying yes. 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 Opposed, please say no.
3: Chair votes yes. Motion is
4: approved and the petition is approved
3: as well. So I, I I would like to just make one comment. This is a, the recommendation to the Board of County Commissioners. So he will be yes. going to the board in a couple of weeks. The board will make the, the final decision.
4: Yes, I apologize for not stating that clearly, but thank you, Alan.
9: There also was one condition of approval in there, but I couldn't react fast enough. Uh, Christy,
0: I think you're on. Thank you. Um, So um, we have a pretty light administrators update for you. Um, So- Christy, Christy,
4: just excuse me one minute.
0: Mr. Peterson, you're more than welcome
4: to hang on if you'd like. However, just so that you're aware, um, your petition has been
6: recommended and you're free to go. I I appreciate that. Um, I just wanted to say thank you to Alan and to all the commissioners for your time. And uh, I'm gonna go feed my children
4: there you go sir have a
6: good evening thank you you all do the same thank you appreciate it bye bye bye
0: um so looking at the agenda um we don't have any applications scheduled for the 16th um i believe alan you might have one that is coming up
3: uh i've got several that are coming up but where they're not scheduled yet
0: Right, okay. So the 16th, we will not be having a meeting. I believe you all saw the email from Lucinda that that joint meeting for the master plan, which we were discussing to be on the ninth. Um, we are looking to move to the 23rd based on, there was a lot of you that uh, couldn't make that ninth meeting. Um, <clears throat> and then also I'm um, have a meeting with the consultants tomorrow to discuss what our um, adoption schedule is going to look like. So um, we'll be finalizing that and as soon as I confirm the 23rd, I'll let you know as soon as possible. It is an off night, uh, but it is on a Thursday night and the county commissioners are available that night. Um, So I did check that. Uh, Before I confirm anything and advertise, I just wanna make sure that we're where we need to be with the consultants to get the draft plan to you all in time to review um, the week before the meeting. Um, So that's where we're at. Uh, Conceptually, what we're looking at is um, once we have a joint meeting, it's gonna be a work session. So that's gonna be the first time all of you will be seeing the plan in its draft form. And, you know, for you all to provide us some guidance and if there's any gaps that we missed and to answer any questions, um, that is the basis of that meeting. And then you'll direct staff um, on any changes that you want us to make before the plan goes out to the public for comment. And then there would be a a two-week public comment period. When you see the plan for the first time, you'll know that Staff has edited the plan and made recommendations and also our members on tech, the Technical Advisory Committee, has looked at some of the subject matter in areas that they're experts in uh, to provide us guidance also. Um, but then we'll take all of your comments and make further edits where then it will go out to public comment. Um, so we're looking at July, uh, mid-July for that public comment period. And what we would like to do is then schedule another joint meeting, but have that be a public meeting where you all will be considering the public comment that we have received back and make your decisions that you're either confirming what you already did or considering new information uh, from the public. And then what we would do is make comments again, based on your direction from the public meeting, from the public comment. And we will look to be scheduling an adoption meeting for August. And, um, and so conceptually, that's what that um, is, schedule is gonna look like. Along the way, um, those of you who have been through this process before, um, know and can expect people coming from the out from the woodwork at the eleventh hour, you know, making their comments or you know they had no idea we were going through this process. And you know, um, you know from our perspective, and I think you all know, um, obviously there there could be things that get met, missed and we need to consider. But I'm really confident in the public outreach that we did. And, you know, considered all of the information up until this point, Um, but that's going to be all up to you, uh, the decision makers to um, to decide on, but that's just something that we can always just bank on (laughs) that that always happens. Um, and then what we can do is leave some, you know, during that schedule, I would leave some wiggle room in like mid August that if there were some major issues that came to light, which I really don't expect any valid concerns, um, We can always schedule a work session somewhere in there and it would probably be best from this point forward to try to schedule these joint meetings um, just for efficiency and for time's sake and to have you both, you know, um, the planning commission and the board in the room at the same time, you know where we can hash out some of these issues. Um, so at this point, um, as I said, I'll be meeting with the consultants tomorrow. I'm meeting with them pretty much every day. We have meetings trying to you know, um, edit the plan and just making some decisions on some mapping ideas based on the direction we have received up until this point. Um, and uh, yeah, that's, that's what I have to report. Me, Alan and Sarah for sure have been very busy, uh, especially this week. Um, we have two more chapters that um, I am working on tonight to get back to the consultants based on all of our comments. And uh, I think we are in good shape. Um, for those of you that are not aware, um, Dave, who was our project manager, um, is no longer with Cushing Terrell. Um, so um, that was an interesting development that we've been all, you know, um, hands on deck trying to pick up the pieces. But, um, again, I think, you know, we've been so involved up until this point. Um, it was just this week was necessary to bring the rest of the team, you know, um, up to speed, uh, to make us feel confident that we can continue to move forward. So, um, I think we're back in a good place. Um, and at this point, Keith, who, um, you mes- met early on in the process, who's basically the director of planning will be taking over the project along with Nora. Nora's been on board, but pretty much behind the scenes this entire time. So I've been working closely with her and then Keith um, this past week. So, um, yeah, you got to be ready for everything. So and if we don't have enough going on, um You know, uh, at this point, um, we are also um, preparing for Chris Berkshire's retirement. So um, I will have more information of what that will look like in its entirety and and the rollout and transition plan. Um, But it's probably going to be sooner than later, which means we'll be down, um, you know, to me, Alan and Michael in the office and uh, Lucinda. And we're glad we have Sarah as a backup but, um, you know, we're, we're trying to work on plans to, um, hire, um, and to replace people. Uh, we had an interview last week to bring on a planner tech. So I think that will help. We found a pretty good candidate for that. Um, so like every department here in the County, uh, we are all (laughs) just putting out fires and trying to hire employees and hopefully we'll continue to, uh, feel people from the city, which has been fabulous for us, Um, but um, uh, I'm sure they're not happy on that respect, but
4: Um, Christy, one question. Uh, Am I to understand that the commissioners will be getting a draft of the document prior to
0: the 23rd? Absolutely. Oh, okay, fine. So, so (laughs) the schedule we're looking at for that rollout will be the week before. So on the 16th, um, if all goes well and we move forward with the joint meeting on the 23rd, which is what I'm really pushing for, um, you would get the draft plan on the 16th. Okay.
4: Yeah, okay. I just, the way you were explaining that maybe got lost, but that's okay. Yeah. Oh, good. no,
0: we would not just present that at a joint meeting and expect you to. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Brian's got his hand up. Absorb it up. Yep. Go ahead, Brian.
5: So have you. Are there any surprises we should expect on the 16th or whenever you release the draft, i.e. is the square footage building house one still in there or is that gone?
0: No, um, none, of, none of that content is um, is in the plan. The recommendation or the action item there's, there's softer language that would allow us when we update the regulations to consider right. yeah. those yeah. kinds of um, implementation strategies, but not that specific, no. Which
2: and there's is, no language be. in the
0: plan that speaks to that either. Right.
2: Right.
0: So, I mean, when we brought that information to you, it was really just to take the temperature, you know, and I mean, it got people's attention, obviously, um, but it's something that we absolutely heard, and you know, we want to be transparent and share that information with you, um, you know, so you can consider that um, later on in the process. So,
2: anything else, oh, Linda? Yes. Um,
1: So in terms of dates right now, we're pretty comfortable we're not reviewing any of our usual business on the 16th, but that we are meeting pretty good chance we're meeting the 23rd. Yep. And beyond that I assume um, we should be prepared in light of what Alan said he does have projects that are going to need reviewing. We'll probably stick to our usual, usual schedule in July, but may need to add
0: the public comment meeting. Yeah, the, the public comment meeting will, like I'm spitballing here just looking at the calendar. I would expect that to be on the 28th, um, which would then give us, if we give a two-week comment period, then that gives us, on our end time to prepare, to present mm-hmm. that information to you all. Um, so I would expect, and this is just my, my um, dates that I have, like drafted would be July 28th. Mm-hmm. Again, all subject to change. Right. But no, that, I understand, but
2: it's helpful yeah. to have those to kind of look at.
0: Yeah. So that would be the target date. <clears throat> and then I would like to push for the adoption at the at the end of August, the twenty fifth, which then would give us three weeks to finalize everything and package it all up. Which you're going to see that pretty packaged already in the beginning. You're going to see the maps. You're going to see the graphics. You know, it's going to be in that form um, for the twenty third. But you know, if there's any like major changes we want to work on or if there's something that you all have, you know, severe heartburn about and you want to see in the plan and we have to put something together. Um, I think a lot of the focus is going to be around um, the, the policies and action items, you know, and then there's also going to be a section we're including, which is going to be an implementation table. So it's essentially a matrix that we can all use, um, to see what has been done and it keeps us on track. Um, but in particular, what we are going to include is a priority level, um, which is typically you see in master plans and, um, it will be, you know, something that should be done in the first six months, you know, versus, you know, midterm, you know, one to two years and something more longer term. I anticipate a large discussion around that, but what I would recommend, and this is what um, we're thinking about is leaving that blank at this point in time and getting some input when we talk to the public for people to, you know, comment on those sort of things that can maybe help drive your decisions on priority levels for wow. some of these. So um, I think that would be a good way to go about that because then it really truly feels like a public process and people are being heard. Um, so I think that would be good. Sarah, I see your hand raised.
1: Yeah, so would that, would that um, um, you know, the, the priority level apply to individual activities Items.
0: Yeah. And Sarah, um, so I was on the uh, phone with Nora before this call uh, from mm-hmm. Cushing Terrell. So um, this was something that um, she wanted just to get some direction on and we went back and forth. And if anybody has seen the Carbondale plan, I can um, send you a link. It's, it's similar to what they included in their mm-hmm. recent um, plan. And um, and it does two things. So not only is it a matrix and something that we can use to keep us on target, it's separated by um, <clears throat> elements and, and themes. So like land use policies are all grouped together. Wildlife policies are all grouped together, but they're not all in one chapter. There, there is some overlap with certain um, elements that you're going to see um, in different areas of the plan. So just say you, Linda, you know, you're interested in um, wildlife, you can go to this index and it's almost a cross-reference. And so you can see what policies throughout the plan that are that correlate to wildlife. So it's, it, it has a dual purpose and um, I think it's a really great idea and something that could be useful for us as well. Cool, thanks. Yeah. And then um, and then the other would be you know the, the mapping. Um, something that Alan and I are currently working on and that we have added in the plan and it's just going to be a, le- a matter of the level of information um, you all want to see. And then we also have to talk on the back end about implementation and if this could work is we've been talking about a recreation map that will um, map for you all. Where all of our recreational permits are in the county, and we think through our new permit software that it could be automatically updated when when you approve new permits. But you can use that analysis and those that that mapping in your analysis. That is, you know, for cumulative impacts or if areas are becoming overused, and actually see it on a map. Um, So we are, that is something that we are looking to um, use as a tool and could be in the master plan. Um, The question that, you know, and we're we're trying just to see how busy this map would be is, you know, we we pulled out all of our use permits. So initially it was just going to be recreational permits, but then, you know, when we were pulling out all the information, there's a lot of overlap of where recreation stops, right? Like, what are the bookends? You know, is it just our um, snowmobile type operations? But then you look at guest ranches that also have a recreational component. So then we're like, actually, that would be good information to see and mapped, you know, for you all to see. And I don't know if you all have an opinion at this point, um, if you think this is a good idea, you know, or not, or it's something that you probably wanna see you know, um, and, and make comments on, but that is something um, that we are working on as of today.
2: We'll just go like this, cool.
5: <laughs> Perfect. I
4: think, so. um, I think it's one of those things you gotta look at it first. Always the yeah. concern is you, it gets too, it becomes overbearing.
2: Yeah, concern. and
0: and and that's where um, we're bringing in our GIS and then, uh, and their folks Good. as well, you know, and just kind of seeing what it looks like. Um, Chafee County has some sim- similar maps. Um, and, you know, information's great. I mean, I think about we present to you all just our table that we created, right, where we bring that up and you could see it, but, you know, being more proactive and just progressive in this area and what we can do with mapping. I mean, it makes sense if we have the opportunity to provide this information, even if it was just for in-house, yeah. um, I think it, there's value in that, so. Yeah.
4: Agreed. What was that? Agreed.
0: Oh,
2: perfect.
4: I would like um, to link to Carbondale. I mean, I saw Carbondale's plan when we were staying in Glenwood Springs because it was going through that, but I wouldn't mind having that link to see that. Yeah, cross absolutely. Cross-referencing as you sp- explained it.
0: I will uh, do that and along with um, Chafee Counties. I'll uh, I'll send that out to you okay. all. Okay, cool. Um, so apart from that, um, I will let you know as soon as possible, just keep you in the loop on, on what to expect and when we have dates confirmed, and then we'll go from there. Sounds good. All right, have a great night, everybody. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Christine. Christine. Thank you, commissioners. Hold on, hold on. I've got, we've got one more thing that we'd like to talk with you about. Thanks
0: for reminding me, Alan.
3: (laughs) Yeah, no problem. So I I guess I'll just keep going. So uh, currently in our staff reports, we do not make a recommendation for approval or denial or anything. And we have been talking uh, amongst us and staff about the, <clears throat> we think it would be helpful for planning commission to have recommendations since we consider ourselves the experts on the, the, the development plans and the regulations that we use to evaluate uh, applications and Just kind of wanted to get your thoughts and opinions on on providing a recommendation in the staff report.
8: Oh, and this is Jim. I'll jump in quickly on that because in my past service on uh, commissions and other jurisdictions, that was uniformly the case. Yeah. The commissioners look for the recommendation of the the staff because you've analyzed it for all the technical proprieties and compliance issues and what have you. And, um, and, and I think we want to hear if you recommend it or not. The commission doesn't have to follow your recommendation, but it's very of helpful course. and gives guidance to give it. So I, for one, would support that strongly.
0: And, yeah. and just to echo that, I mean, and just from my this is the first jurisdiction where we have not made recommendations. And just background, historically, <clears throat> um, the, the county commissioners um, from the past, Um, came up with um, this policy where they didn't want recommendations and it's just something that has continued over time Um, and you know talking with the new county manager um, you know he he posed that question why aren't you guys making recommendations and I was like well (laughs) that was the direction from probably 20 years ago and it has just um, continued um so we figured we'd start having that conversation with you all um and as jim said i mean just because we make a recommendation doesn't mean you have to follow it but um andy you had your hand up next
9: i want to say when i first got on the commission um staff did actually make recommendations and then that um discussion um occurred, I don't know if it occurred at the um, commissioner level, uh, county commissioner level, but we did have that discussion on the planning commission and it was kind of like, is that creating undue influence? Because your comments usually give a pretty good indication of your recommendations. If not, pretty much state your recommendation clearly because you already recommend um, conditions of approval and things like that. So I don't know if it's just um, semantics or if it was actually like something that had a true value to it. Um, yeah. But that was, I mean, that was one of the first changes that occurred. I want to say in the first year.
0: Yeah. I mean, since, I mean, in 10 I, years, I don't recall that. Yeah. Staff ever I we've never in 10 years, but you. maybe. Um, I, on, on the board of adjustment for the record, we do make a recommendation for board of adjustment. So, and I know you've served on that also, but. I
9: just uh, substituted on that. You can, you know, Sarah has a pretty good memory, but like I said, I'm, I remember this actually being discussed.
1: Uh, I remember it being discussed, but I don't think it was ever implemented.
9: Well, I, I thought it, I thought in one of the first packets there actually was recommendations like there was boxes yes this complies yes this complies no this doesn't comply (laughs) that was actually checked and then that was what was actually removed from your your check your personal check marks and it was left for us to be as a space for us to kind of put our own personal check marks when thinking about each individual application so that was you're right. It probably, it wasn't actually nothing changed with the recommendation because like Yeah, I said- the
0: format of the staff reports did change. You're correct with that, Andy. Yeah. Um, and, and that was actually just for efficiency. Um, the way that the policies were written, they were basically just like in numerical order, but they weren't grouped into sections. And then, you know, your current master plan, uh, master plan, your current uh, staff reports at the bottom of each section Provides you the opportunity to say, does this comply, yes or no? Um, Whereas I think on the old staff reports going way back, um, staff would make those check marks also, but it wasn't like a full on, like, hey, we are recommending denial or approval of this application because of X, Y, and Z. But you're right; it it could have been interpreted that way.
9: Well, and I, you know, so with that said, I fully support. You know, if you guys change to making an actual recommendation. Um, because like I said, I think you're already due. So if you need to change something to make that, I'll support it.
0: Thanks, Andy. Uh Steep.
4: I don't have a problem with the recommendations. I'm more curious to know what prompted the commissioners to not want it back in those days.
0: Um anybody know? I I mean, Sarah may know more. Um, my understanding is that if I guess they felt um, they, if we made a recommendation and they went against us, you know, went against the recommendation politically, it didn't look good. Maybe um, well, I'm I'm pretty I sure. I Go agree.
1: Ahead. I think yeah. a lot of it had to do with sort of the appearance of independence and and that it didn't really, I mean, I think it was more for looks kind of, that they didn't want a recommendation in there because they thought that it looked like um, lack of independence on the part of the commission. Well, uh, well,
4: that makes some sense. And I was going to ask Jim, if he ever ran across that issue from the public, I mean, if he's got experience where recommendations were in fact made, did he ever run into instances where the public felt that, you know, the, the planning
8: department is actually running the planning commission? Uh, actually, I did not, Steve. I mean, you'd hear that noise as you hear noise on anything from time to time, but it would just be an individual periodically that might raise it. And I found it in my several experiences to be very infrequent. And the key issue of the recommendation is simply recognizing and understanding that the staff's role is <clears throat> to ensure compliance with code, master plan, adopted policies, things of that nature. Uh, they don't. They don't make subjective decisions like, that's a good idea or a bad idea, or you know, this waiver or that waiver is is a is a good thing or a bad thing. They're 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 advising us that that it meets all the requisite conditions, and as and as a consequence of that, they would recommend either approval or denial. It doesn't in any way constrain anybody, and I've never had any experience where anybody suggested that it was that it was otherwise. We the the, the commission retains its authority and its discretion, and I just think it's helpful to have the staff state clearly uh, as as my all my past experiences have dictated that uh, that that it does meet all the requirements and it is therefore recommended. Then we can deal with the other issues and and it's no no different really in some respects than all the letters we get in pros and cons. Oh, uh, you take those into account and they don't unduly influences either or they shouldn't.
0: Hey Christy, does does Eric have to weigh in on that change? Nope. Okay. I'm done. (laughs) Brian, your hand was risen before. (laughs) Now you're physically raising.
5: (laughs) My hand isn't working. It keeps going off the screen. So, but whatever. Uh, So, and I agree with Jim, I've served on a, a couple different commissions and a school board and this is the first experience I've had where nothing is recommended from staff. And when you get into those, borderline cases where you're listing five or seven criteria, what's in compliance with the master plan or not, trying to weigh those out, you know, by number is kind of interesting. And so there should be some type of prioritization system as to what's more important in a particular application, if not everything in the application is in compliance with the master plan and the regulations.
0: Thanks, Brian.
7: Ren. Uh, Two things. I think it defeats from the public perspective. I think it defeats some of the purpose of the commission. From the commission perspective, I personally like that there is not an overall recommendation or denial. Uh, It makes me um, be uh, more thorough in my review of the staff comments. And just as Andy said, um, we, if you spend time with the report, you generally can clearly understand whether there's a recommendation or not. And so personally, I, I, would, I would not be in favor of an overall recommendation or denial. I'd rather, I, I like it the way it is.
0: Thanks, Ren. Um, Bill, do you have an opinion?
5: No, I don't.
0: Excuse me, that would be Mr. Bill.
5: Yes, it could go either way. I think we used to have uh, recommendations and if it wasn't in the packet, it was verbal. So either way, I think, uh, uh, like Alan said, the expertise comes from you guys and uh, the end result is ours.
0: Okay, thanks, Bill. Um, Christy, are you asking for an action now or is this just something to consider in the future? It's something something to consider in the future. Um, so we just wanted to bounce this off of you. We'll be having the same discussion with the Board of County Commissioners. Okay. Um, and uh, so I just wanted, you know, while we had you here, um, and maybe it's something that uh, we could get agreement on one way or the other. Maybe at the joint meeting, something during the administrator's report. But just wanted to bounce some of that off of you uh, since I- it recently has come up. Go ahead, Alan. Um, So,
3: I I, and I do want to kind of explain how the the Board of County Commissioners works. So, we do all, they, they have a standard communication form that gets submitted for every agenda item that goes in front of the board that every single department uses. And there is a recommended action section in that communication form. And for most planning items, planning commit that go to the board planning commission has already reviewed it and made a recommendation so when we are filling out that form in the recommended action section we always put planning commission's motion with the findings of fact and the conditions of approval and that is attached to the agenda item along with the the actual staff report the minutes from Planning Commission so that they have the full um, story about staff's uh, research, uh, Planning Commission's discussion and Planning Commission's recommendation.
4: Well, you've bounced it, so you've done well. And you got your feedback. Okay. We'll
2: appreciate that.
0: We'll uh, follow up with you on uh, where this goes. Sounds good. Uh, Any other discussion? Comments?
4: Uh, I had one comment or one question. I'm assuming that the commissioners felt that it made some sense to have this in a Zoom venue. A nod would be just fine. (laughs) I just, Christy and I talked about it. And I think at least as far as I was concerned, it really did make a lot of sense to gather everybody in downtown for what I perceive to be a single petition and I didn't really smell any controversy about it. So I thought the Zoom was a perfect venue. Agreed. So Particularly when one considers the fuel pricing. Agreed. <laughs> Thank you, Linda.
0: <laughs> You're so considerate, Steve.
4: Yeah, right. I, Don't get used to it. I got cookies. <laughs> 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 All right. All ladies right. and gentlemen, have a good evening.
2: Thank, Thank you very much for
4: being race. with us tonight.
2: There you go, Thank al- you. Bye bye. Bye bye.
0: Hi. <laughs> Go ahead, Sarah.
1: <laughs> um, so I just wanted to let you know that I had just sent off my comments on the housing chapter. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what you wanted me to do. I don't know whether you want me to consolidate those and, and um, do the wordsmithing on that chapter at this point or whether that goes back to them.
0: Um, uh, the last person that's got to take a crack at it is Robin. And then I'm going to send it back okay um to them uh okay. ryan that is but i think we can both agree like that was a huge improvement
1: oh it was a huge improvement it was a huge improvement and i think a lot of michael's and alan's comments i also suggested adding back that paragraph that i had suggested before about brown ranch mm-hmm. in there someplace but most of the rest of my comments were really um pretty minor wordsmithing and a few sort of like you know clarification things but nothing like on the previous chapter where i just felt like this is a waste of time to even bother until they fix
0: it yeah and and steve um when so that this is the housing chapter the infamous one that we were talking about that i we sent back and said go back to the drawing board because you're totally off base um and it got a little dicey this week um but uh we got it today and it was, he followed our instructions, you know, there's like some little things. So at this point, once I get back a clean version, Steve, I was going to, as we talked about, I was going to send you some chapters early that you could just start looking at um, to get your uh, feedback on that. Um, but I didn't want to send you versions that were like oh, going to be, no. ch- yeah, yeah. I, so. The uh, only reason
4: the only reason I'm hanging around, I just was interested to hear your comments on the progress subsequent to the last exec meeting where I could see people tearing their hair out. And while I <laughs> sensed that you were okay with it, sometimes what I read and sense isn't exactly accurate.
1: <laughs> well, you know, I mean, there, there's been a lot of... Um, difference in terms of some of the chapters have been not bad and just required sort of small tweaks. And then some of the chapters were just like, this is not okay.
2: Okay. Um, and so it's been, are you in the right County? Right. (laughs) Yeah,
1: no, it's been pretty interesting kind of just looking at what, and like, for instance, the natural resources chapter, you know, there was nothing wrong in the chapter. It's just a really complicated issue. So there were a ton of comments. Okay about stuff that needed to go back. So that's another one that's going back to them for sort yeah. of consolidation because Seth had so many comments on it. There was about as much verbiage in the margin and the comments as there was in the actual chapter. Oh boy. <laughs>
4: okay, well, but it is moving and it sounds like it's somewhat working.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, and the, it's the, just, you know, my, my biggest heartburn is just, you know, I really want to keep them to this schedule, but yeah. I'm also... I was definitely concerned about moving forward by the 23rd, because that's putting a lot on staff like us, well, but this, you know,
4: I guess that was my, I mean, I guess it's good news and bad news. The good news is you have staff that's in a position to actually fix it and direct it and do it. The mm-hmm. bad news is you have staff that's maybe should be spending time on other matters.
0: But and you know and what, that's been the call that we've had to make where I can give Sarah this this information, and it would take her like literally two hours. She knows she's familiar with the content. She's an awesome writer, and she can turn around and create us something that we would all be happy with. Gotcha. But we're paying these people, and Sarah shouldn't <laughs> have to do that. No. So we need to hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. And so, um, as as much and just for like for ease and just knowing that it's in good hands. I wanna like just give it to Sarah to put, consolidate all these, these comments and she would get it right on the first time. There's, you know, I want to do that, you know, and, and I know we would meet our time schedules, but like, that's not right. And like, they need to like do their job. Although so, I, I mean, am, Sarah's I still going to get their crack at it, but <laughs> it's going to be after, like, we're going to hold them accountable. Well, I do something.
1: feel like I um, it is, although I think the calendar and the schedule is really important, I think it's way better to take extra time and oh, get yeah. it right, yep. rather than yep. give it to Planning Commission and the BCC in a form that nobody really no. thinks is going to pass muster. Well,
4: Sarah, that does nothing but embarrass us.
1: Well, I mean, I'm not even talking about sending it out to the public. I'm talking about even giving it to you guys. I just feel like yeah, it needs yeah. to be in a form that's going to um, limit discussion rather than open up cans of worms that yep. uh, is yep. going to take for freaking ever yep. to get through.
0: I agree. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Um, and then the only other thing would be, is there some way that we keep track of the time that Sarah and staff is putting in?
1: Well, you keep wow. track of my time because I bill hourly.
4: <laughs> well, then to me, that's, you know, that gets you towards the end. That's what I call an adjustment to the contract price. Yeah. But I'm not <laughs> going to tell you how to run your business either.
0: Right. No. So um, I, I had that conversation actually with Jay last I bet Friday. You yeah. And um, and so it it came on the heels of getting this housing chapter for the second time. And it was worse than the first time.
1: So this is the terrible. third
0: time, by the way. Um, and I went to Jay and I, and I talked to Julie, who's our contract, um, purchasing agent here. And I was just like, here's the situation, blah, blah, blah. Um, and their recommendation was, you know, obviously everything's in writing, but like we need to be firm with them and we need to give them a chance to rectify the situation. I mean, have them know how bad it was and we were not holding back okay. um, We had a
1: long conversation with the guy who wrote that chapter and he he got the message
0: yeah
4: yeah after the second time
0: yes and then as well as keith you know for keith to know like listen like here's the deal you don't get this right like this is your last chance we're gonna write it ourselves and we're gonna amend the the, the um the contract yeah you know. Okay and there are different pieces where like we have the ability to do that. That's obviously a last resort. Um, but you know, I, I, I think we're in good shape now. So okay.
4: good.
0: Yeah. But it's, it. it's been, it's been interesting. So good thing. It's been like a slower week here. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> we're getting through. It, though. Good. What's that? I'm glad we're getting through the chapters though. Good. Yeah. So, yeah. Good. So I just have, um, you know, uh, now two more just to get back to nora um and i expect to see a bunch more in a clean version tomorrow where then we'll send those individual chapters to different people on tack like the infrastructure chapter like i want todd to take a look at or from the building department you know I- internally right. so um so we're good okay. Alrighty, okay. so I'll keep you uh, posted, and Sarah, I'm sure I'll be on the phone with you at some point tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> Have
4: a good evening,
2: both of you. Thank you. Bye. Thanks. Yep. Bye.
4: Bye-bye.